Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our paths may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, welcome back to another solo episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoy this episode, the absolute best way you can support always is by sharing it on social media and with the people that you love. It would mean the absolute world to me for others to have access to this powerful content and this inspiration, specifically during these challenging times. So this week, I first want to just start by acknowledging that it is really a hard time for most of us. Everyone has been impacted by this pandemic whether it's yourself directly or someone you know and love. And during this overwhelming time, I just want to let you know that you're not alone and that I'm sending you so much compassion and love. Here in the Awesome Inside Out community and around the world, we're all trying to figure out how to move forward in the face of uncertainty and change with the most ease and grace. And I know it's not easy to keep going with normal routines when our day-to-day lives have been altered so much. However, I've noticed that many of us are shelving our self-love practices, mindfulness techniques, and most importantly, our health for a later day. When this first started, I also did that. And I know that there's a lot of balance that needs to happen right now, whether it's childcare or trying to work from home or taking care of someone who's sick. And I know that anxiety and confusion are in an all-time high, making it hard to center and ground ourselves. However, I really want to encourage you to make your health a priority. And that's what I want to cover today. I strongly believe with all of the responsibilities on our plate, now more than ever, the mind-body balance and well-being is what we need to focus on the most actually. And so we'll see immediate benefits from focusing on mindfulness and meditation, but I want to offer you some other suggestions that might be helpful in the immediate. So these practices help improve our immune system, cultivate deeper sense of strength, and allow us to have the ability to show up with compassion for the ones we care about so deeply. These practices give us the tools we need so that we can move through this really demanding time with, again, more love and grace. Showing your mind and body kindness and love is crucial right now, maybe more than ever. So navigating this time has been a frequent topic of discussion in my client sessions lately. And today I want to talk about two of the most important things I'm seeing. First, I want to address some of the most common questions I've received and give you tools to prioritize your health and well-being during this complicated time. Secondly, and most importantly, I want to inspire you. I want to balance out the fear and negativity by talking about some of the good things that are rising up in the world, some of the really inspiring things I'm seeing, and uh, most specifically, just re-inspire that place in you to really find and cultivate that within yourself. I also want us to think beyond what we're watching, reading, and hearing in the media. 
Not that all media is bad, but let's use this time to focus on the possibilities and consider how we can shift our mindsets. As we talk about this pandemic today, I hope you'll find a greater sense of grace and ease because there is a lot of positivity in this global shift. There's a lot to be hopeful about. And I'm so, so thankful and honored that I have this platform to share this with you today. Additionally, I'm so grateful to be here with you. And thank you again for spreading the word about this podcast. It means the world to me to give you access to these tools, practices, and mindset shifts so that you can enjoy this time even in the challenges so that you can find the hope and the happiness and the love and the grace and the ease. All right. So to start, I've heard from so many of you that you are disappointed in the way that the media is handling this pandemic. And I'm also really concerned about the impact that this is having on our mindset and our anxiety levels. It feels to me like the media is perpetuating fear and negativity in a constant cycle And I would love to see the media shift and even give some attention to all the good and the beauty and the love that's pouring through humanity at this time. But of course, love isn't newsworthy and it's something we just have to face. Fear gets people to click. And when we accept that, and because that's a fact, the media will keep focusing on fear. And until we train ourselves how to accept what's happening without perpetuating the fear and contributing to it, we will keep seeing that this is how most media outlets stay open. So today I want to talk you through a way to come back to your power, return to your center, and remember that you create your own experiences and you have the power to do this every day. You are a powerful human with unwavering resilience and the ability to dream. You can create new opportunities. You can cause doors to open, but to get there, we really need to shift out of the fear and back to ourselves. Today, I want to focus on love. I want to focus on gratitude. I want to focus on shifting our mindset. And I also want to give you permission that it is okay to grant yourself forgiveness as many times as you need during this time. It is okay to offer yourself compassion as many times as you need throughout the day. And I wanted to empower you that although we cannot always change, and sometimes we have to accept the external experience that's happening around us, we do have choices and options because how we feel is an option. Happiness is a choice. Calm is a choice and fear is a choice. And so you have the power every day to pick a state of being and to cultivate that feeling through each choice and actions throughout your day. But I know if you're here, you're probably struggling with this just as I've struggled because our mindset choices are rooted in our beliefs about who we think we are. And right now during this time, this is something that is showing up more and more and more. Because if you're not happy with yourself, or if you believe that you're not a happy person naturally, it's not easy to choose happiness. But I encourage you to shift your perspective, especially during this time, and choose to see this time as providing you space to cultivate a healthy, energetic, confident, worthy you. So again, these are feelings which you can choose to become empowered by during this time versus having to immediately shift your external experience to feel these things. And again, your choices throughout the day are going to be very different when you focus on these feelings, being healthy, energetic, confident, worthy than if you did the opposite. So I get this is hard. Studies have actually proven that human behaviors are wired to record the negative more strongly than the positive as a survival technique. That's why so many of us, and I keep hearing over and over, that we're going into the perpetuated fear and worry and negative. So from an evolutionary standpoint, we need to remember our negative experiences 
are there in order to protect us. Our negative feelings are there to protect us, but that doesn't mean we have to continue down that road of perpetuating the same thoughts and feelings over and over again. Also, it's a tendency in some social circles to use negativity as a way of bonding with other people. So you're probably experiencing this throughout the pandemic. I noticed this myself in that, for example, you get on the phone to catch up with a friend and it becomes this instant fear fest session for an hour or so. So know that again, this is something that we do to bond and your brain registers bonding as a reward. So we continue to do it and we go down the spiral of negativity and fear in order to keep the bond thriving. So it's something to be conscious of and to shift. So to put it simply, negativity is a habit and most of us are relying on it right now to feel and even develop a stronger sense of community. But again, once we become conscious of that, we can shift it. And so I ask you in this moment, as we move to the next point, would you rather have a community around positivity and love and connection or again, the perpetuating negativity and fear? And I'm guessing if you're here, it's your truth that at the deep core of who you are, you want to focus on love and positivity. So I have some good news because if negativity and fear are controlling your experience right now, and you feel that you're bonding with your friends solely through anxiety, you absolutely can break this cycle. You can come back to love. You can come back to your truth. You can choose not to perpetuate the cycle of negativity. With that said, I want to remind you that stepping away from negativity is distinctly different from avoiding the truth or refusing to accept what's happening in the world. So a lot of people right now are getting this confused because I'm sure you're thinking, Well, Sarah, the truth is there is this pandemic and it's really serious and it's really scary and it should be addressed. And you're absolutely right. And I want to tell you that those are very real facts, but we get the choice of how we shift and how we relate to the facts in spite of everything. So fear and negativity are just habits and as habits of the mind, you can change them. That doesn't mean that you don't feel the emotions or experience the truth of what's happening but it's about consciously making a choice from this place of acceptance and choosing to pivot where you focus your attention. Another way to look at this, you don't need to fake positivity when you hear concerning statistics or the harsh truth of what is happening. I don't want you to talk yourself out of facts or avoid the reality or pretend that everything's fine. However, you can look at the facts or the specific situation and choose your response to it. You can shift yourself into an empowered, solution-oriented place of gratitude, love, forgiveness, understanding, hope, compassion, and so forth. The shift is much less difficult than it might sound. And again, this is really about becoming conscious and aware that you have this choice. You can start simply by being grateful for everything that you're feeling without labeling any of it good and bad. Just observe your feelings and welcome them giving yourself permission to feel the real truth of whatever is showing up for you. Then recognizing that there is beauty underneath all of this negativity and all of the fear and allow yourself and your heart to connect to that. Without ignoring any of the suffering, the fear, the confusion, the what-ifs, or the hardships, I want to offer you a new way to approach this unique place that we're all in right now. So for a moment, I offer this new mindset shift to take on. Maybe it's time not to be consumed by the media, by the crisis, or by others' opinions or statistics, but instead thinking about creating a different space 
focusing on the detachment and the energy of surrender and acceptance. So in the energy of acceptance and surrender, we offer ourselves a unique opportunity because we're selling ourselves and the whole world short when we spend our precious time trying to control the uncontrollable. So again, the external experience is often uncontrollable. But by letting go and accepting that we can't control, you create the space to recognize what you do have control over. When you give yourself permission to stop and feel, you also give yourself the room to honor what is beneath the anxiety and the fear, which really does serve you. It truly serves your highest well-being to honor that. Another way to think about this, if you were to turn off the media and shut down your screens, what's underneath that? If you let go of the fear of the future, what's underneath that? If you were to let go of the worry, what's underneath that? So instead of feeling the need to tame what you can't control, what if you allowed yourself to feel and to embrace the freedom of what comes from letting go? In accepting and surrender to what is, knowing in that space that you can make empowered choices, again, about how you feel, which we discussed earlier, this sets you up to really shift your current environment and the things that you do have control over. Additionally, when we drop the tools that we've used over and over again to numb our feelings, like the internet, social media, emails, television, we're able to create space for self-acceptance and self-worth for the ability to recognize what's underneath all of our pain to flourish. And when we do that, we immediately boost our emotional and physical well-being. So I'm deeply connected to the belief that if we change ourselves, what we watch, what we engage in, what we buy, what we invest our energy in, we truly can change the world around us and most specifically our world. So let's go back to the earlier concept. Just for a moment, think about how refreshing it would feel to shift your morning routine from media to meditation and what's underneath that meditation, the self-love, the self-compassion, the hope, the forgiveness. How would it feel to turn off all the social media and just let yourself breathe, to stop the endless internet research and just tap into your own body and move, to let go of the triggers that you need to be right or obsessed over even proving your own point on these topics and simply use your time to connect with yourself. Because when you practice these shifts and when you start to notice these shifts, you'll notice incredible shifts within your internal experience and how you relate to the world. When your energy is conserved, most importantly, when your time is given back, when your anxiousness is dissolved, when the fear is dissipated, this is what happens when you start to move into these other states of reality. Consider in this moment what remains. When you bring yourself back to stillness, you're going to rediscover the trust, the hope, the faith that never left you, but has been diluted by the media, by the conversations, by the fear, by the worry. And under it, you're going to find again your peace, laughter, clarity, patience, joy, solitude, love, gratitude, the things that are underneath all of this. So again, to recap, I just want to remind you, under all of what we're experiencing, you'll find your world, the world in which you always have access to, where it is okay that you don't have it figured out, where forgiveness is granted as many times as you need 
where compassion is embraced as many times throughout the day as needed, where the gift of gratitude attracts more things to be grateful for. And so by this returning to you, by resensitizing your connection to your body and repatterning your mind-body connection, these actions are so needed during this time. And I believe because it's happened for me that it gives you your life back. It gives you your access to aliveness and to joy and happiness and the things we all so deeply desire during this time. And so with that realization, I want to share with you that I strongly believe that there is more love and creative ideas pouring onto this planet than ever before. If we look below the surface of what is being presented as the truth of the circumstance, we have the opportunity to see the endless gifts and kind actions that are coming forth during this time. That doesn't mean that there is also not suffering, but so often our minds want to make things black and white. First, realizing that there are two opposing circumstances are not mutually exclusive. There can be suffering and there can be beauty, love, kindness, generosity, and hope as well. There is good coming forward and it is okay to feel the happiness and joy during these times. So many people keep reaching out that they're feeling bad about being happy and joyful and grateful And I keep reminding them that that is what we need to shift this planet. Those are the feelings that must come forward to shift the planet. And so therefore, we should not feel bad about feeling these things during this time. So for years, I operated on the belief that the world was hard and out to get me. And then one day, I had enough and I decided to take my power back and I chose to stop suffering. And it wasn't just that I suddenly decided to ignore my hardships and then life all of a sudden was easy. It was that I was going to stop blaming the world. And I decided that my life was finally going to start taking on a level of responsibility for the dreams I wanted to achieve and the way I wanted to feel, which is something we all deserve to be able to access. And that shift in my perspective literally changed everything. Just the simple belief that I am capable of the life that I desire outside of my current suffering. And I am capable of feeling the feelings that I want to feel, the things that we're all trying to reach for during this time. But again, it came down to my own personal choice. And so if I was capable of living outside my current circumstances, it meant that I must start living differently and choose different ways of being that would change my current views from victim mentality to empowerment mentality. And the reason I bring this up is because I think it's so crucial during this time that whatever our dreams are, right now we all must envision realities beyond what we're currently experiencing in our homes in isolation. And so we all must get hopeful and dream. And not only will this help us see the light at the end of this tunnel, but it will help us see the light shining really brightly right now. And it will also allow us to create the stepping stones towards the life we desire for ourselves when this comes to an end. So when this pandemic subsides, when we return to our daily routines, we can have a really clear path that we've built during this time towards a new future or where we want to go. And that's why I want to remind you that you have a choice. 
You might not have external choices, but you have a choice of your words, beliefs, emotions, stories, actions, the very things that you're energizing right now in this moment. And because of that, we have to become conscious of what we choose to believe, speak, think, and tell ourselves. All right. So why is this so important? Well, let's say for a moment that we truly believed as so many do, and we have proven scientifically that we are in a collective experience, co-creating the world in which we live. Then hypothetically, this would be the most important time to guide our thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, stories, projections, because of the belief that every single being on this planet holds the power to manifest any thought into physical form. So again, hypothetically, that would mean that we should use this time as the greatest opportunity to dream collectively, to dream up everything and anything that needs an upgrade in our system. Because in this world, the world that we're currently living in, we create new worlds by dreaming. We dream and need to dream as big as those that dreamt up cars, airplanes, computers, life-changing technology, life-saving medical procedures. The ideas everyone thought were impossible until someone dared to dream. And at this time, during this pandemic, it is giving us an enormous opportunity to dream. And this wouldn't be the first time that incredible things have come and been created during a worldwide crisis. So if you don't know about what happened during the recession in the World War II, there were explosions of new innovations, new technologies that radically upgraded all of our lives. And so I encourage you to Google about all of these things that happened in the contraction period of the world in the past. And a beautiful way to think about this is it just reminds me of big storms and there's always the most beautiful rainbows and sunsets after these massive, massive storms. And so if we can keep our focus on that, it will shift our entire experience around this pandemic. So I ask you just for a moment to imagine what would happen if all of your thoughts manifested into reality. Would there be more love, light, dreams, abundance in the world, safety, technology systems, medical systems that serve the greater whole, what would your thoughts manifest into? And daydreaming is what I've heard often referred to as productive thinking. And whether your dreams are for yourself, your family, your community, or in the entire world, remember these two things. You have a collective responsibility to where you direct your attention. And this is the time to dream the biggest dreams that you can ever, ever imagine. And so I encourage you to focus on those two things as you move in to the next couple weeks. So additionally, I want to share something that most of you know to be true, but maybe are forgetting during this time. So if you believe that people are kind, the world is coming together, forgiveness is being granted, that is the energy you will attract And it's not just the law of attraction that proves this concept. It is also something that the scientific world calls confirmation bias. The idea is that the mind is programmed to recognize what it is seeking and disregard whatever it doesn't fit within that pattern. So that means you do have control and create your own reality. 
when you clearly articulate your vision of yourself in the world, you will be able to see abundance so much more than its limitations. You will have the power to help all of us move through this with grace and ease as you play your own individual part of what you want to focus on. If you are struggling to grasp this concept, I hear you, I get it, but take some time to connect to your heart this week to discover it for yourself. Take this week, the next few months, or even the year to truly experiment and play into this concept of what you focus on, you see and bring forth. Because science proves your thoughts carry a currency and you get to choose how you want to use them for the collective good of the world, specifically right now. Once we choose to be empowered, positive thinkers and dreamers, multiple shifts can take place. I've been noticing several shifts happening for myself, my clients, my friends, my family members, my teammates. This time requires us to exercise our ability to release the fear of the unknown and shift our energy to what we do know. We know we are deserving of happiness. We know we are deserving of our dreams. And as I've shared so many times, this is the time to shift to happiness, joy, peace, clarity, especially in the simplicity. The shift is about bringing happiness in the doing, bringing happiness into our laundry, our emails, our projects, the kids, the dogs, the being home. Feeling frustrated and angry and resentful about the endless to-do list can literally be flipped on its head when we switch into the snapshot of gratitude for being able to teach. Hey there, friend. Are you loving this podcast? I want to continue to support you. So the simplest way to do this is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and pop into the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you never, ever miss any details of our new projects, products, upcoming events, or issues that are near or dear to my heart. You're also going to get access to the movement. This is the inner circle of people just like you standing in their power to bring more truth and a new level of consciousness where all individuals get to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So pop on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. the kids how to fold the laundry or paint or feed the dogs or simply enjoying this time together. So often, I think so many of us get caught in the story. We have to put in the blood, the sweat, the tears into a 10-hour day to be worthy of the happiness of the bath time, of the walk on the beach, of being with our kids, of a social distance bike ride. But what I want to encourage you is that the pendulum doesn't have to swing to allow yourself to feel joy and happiness right now in this present moment existence. Let me remind you that you can be joyful while paying the bills, disinfecting the groceries, and doing any what we might consider seamlessly mindless or mundane tasks around the house. And then on a Friday night, you can still be joyful while you're playing board games with your family or Skyping with your friends. To be anything but joyful while handling your daily responsibilities often means that your mind is thinking that there's somewhere better to be. And this is one of the greatest lessons during this time that I'm seeing over and over again. So again, how do we choose to cultivate our experience and what we think and believe to be true? The idea that the grass is greener 
that attitude is the one that's going to keep us wishing and waiting and praying for the days, weeks, and months to fly by. And then when it is over, because if we really take a step back for a moment in the past, how many times have we wished that we could have stayed home or skipped a social obligation? And now look, these are the exact cards we've been dealt. And so if we think about how many times we've dreamt for the very things that we get to do, it can help us foster joy in the littlest moments. And although it is our responsibility to show up for ourselves and our family, we can absolutely meet it with conscious choice, conscious feelings, and most specifically gratitude. And I get that this takes some serious mastery to tap into when we have to roll up our sleeves, when vacations are nowhere in sight, and when it's time to tackle the responsibilities of life. But I promise that there can be, and for the sake of this time, there should be happiness in these moments. And and most specifically, it's because we're alive. And that's a reason to foster the gratitude and the happiness. And so I want to offer you some questions to ask yourself in these moments that might help you shift how you're relating to this time. So what is your biggest condition to happiness? If you can ask yourself, what is my biggest condition to happiness? Why am I holding back on my joy? Why am I holding back on my peace of mind, my clarity, my focus, my love, all of the things that I so deeply want to cultivate? And what is the one thing that you would tell yourself that you need in order to be happy during this time? And then ask yourself, why is that a lie or an illusion? Why do you need that specific thing to be happy? So take some time to journal on this and really think about this one as I trust it will be helpful for you, especially during this time. And so as we transition from really looking at how we're showing up radically responsible for the life that we are in for our choices, our feelings, how it's impacting the collective consciousness of the whole. I want to help you now rethink the way that you're relating to your health. And I'm really hopeful and optimistic that this time during this pandemic can be utilized to upgrade our relationship to our minds, our bodies, and most specifically our health. And so I want to create a powerful list of what I'm seeing with my clients and how their mindsets are shifting and how you too can apply these to all areas of your life. And maybe my hope is that after this time is over, a lot of these habits that we're integrating will actually become lifelong habits that we continue to do every single day. So first, it's important to remember more than ever right now that the P word matters. And what is that P word? So the P word that I use with all my clients is prevention. Most of us have focused on the quick fix, the right now results for so long, but that's not creating a sustainable lifestyle. It's not creating sustainable health. And so now we must turn our attention to prevention. And this pandemic is waking us up to, and the world up to providing an entirely new understanding of why taking care of our bodies every single day, and most importantly, before we get sick matters so much. Prevention is the most conscious gift we can give ourselves, and we are finally seeing that. I have been saying this for years. Your health is your best insurance policy for the future, and it is well worth the investment. 
And so overnight, we're seeing a shift in motivation to stay out of the doctor's offices and out of the hospitals. And although they serve their purpose for specific issues, of course, the mindset towards holistic alternative and preventive ways of living is on the rise, along with the fact that self-care is more than just massages and pedicures. And so this makes me really, really happy. (laughs) But all this raises the question, what self-care acts are you indulging in? right? And it's all about nourishing the mind, the body, the spirit. There are many ways you can support yourself during this time. And we're realizing more and more that self-care doesn't have to be expensive gym memberships or, you know, a crazy massage. It's truly is whatever feels right for you. And I just want to remind you again, that the potential for your health and happiness lies within you. It's already there. And to cultivate this prevention mindset and the self-care mindset every single day. So as a society now is the time to also, as as we talked about before, start taking radical responsibility for our health. And so what does this mean? It means that we're no longer blaming the trend, the trainer, the coach, the misleading advertisement, And we're relying solely on ourselves because we're with ourselves 24-7 in our homes. And we are responsible for how we're feeling, how we're behaving, and how we're showing up. And we are the person that gets out of bed with us in the morning. We are who propels us forward. We are who makes the choices to be happy and healthy. And so again, we're seeing this more and more where individuals are finally saying, okay, it's time. It's time for me to take responsibility for my health. No more blame game. It's time for me to step up. So along with the radical responsibility piece, we're also seeing perfectionism is no longer on a pedestal. And I love this. And I love that we as a culture are shifting into letting go of perfectionism. So perfectionism really has gotten kicked to the curb during this time because so many times for so many years, we would look at celebrities and think, well, why should I even try to be healthy? I'm never going to look like that. And this is cultivated from the belief that, well, why should I even try? Because failing is more painful to the human psyche than just not trying at all. And so the feeling of failure is much more terrifying than, than getting up and getting started. But I'm going to say something that I know you already know, but again, as we're stuck in our homes, we're seeing that celebrities and all of the perfectionism posts, these people are human and we're all human and we are suddenly a lot more similar and our health is more important than our ego yelling at us to look a certain way. And I know these are controversial triggering topics, but I want to point out that it's just really, really important that we start to see these positive shifts. Hey there, are you loving this podcast? Well, a simple way to support is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and join the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you are never gonna miss out on any details of new projects, products, upcoming events, or behind the scenes stuff that I only share with my inner circle. Also by joining, you're gonna get access to the movement, which means you are part of a free community of individuals standing in their power to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. 
So head on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe and I'll see you on the inside. All right. So similarly to the comparison Comparing ourselves to others and celebrities, we are now also seeing a shift from what's trending to what is sustainable. And let me break this down a little bit so you guys can understand further. So simply put, you can't do the bok choy diet if you don't have access to bok choy. And now we're in the space where we don't have access to as many things. And so we're witnessing ourselves having to shift to sustainability. So when we don't have access to all of the bells and whistles that promise us the certain things, the way that they market, such as a certain waist size, we discover in that, when we don't have access, we discover in that, that there is freedom in sustainability. So we move away from staying on trend and we're moving towards sustainable all around, feel good for a lifetime solutions. We are recognizing that trendy diets simply aren't sustainable since they don't allow us flexibility. And right now, we have to be flexible and create a lifestyle that's sustainable and joyful. And this is the optimal time to get into the flow of feeling good. And so we're seeing now that each and every day, we get to make our own choices for our health. And right now is the time for us to get the momentum and start coming up with ways to up-level our health game while we're at home. And I am loving this. I'm loving seeing all of the different wellness communities popping up online because it's an amazing opportunity to get creative in the way that we can sustain our health without breaking the bank, without messing up our budgets, without having to shift a lot of other things. And so this means accessing the free workouts. It means doing yoga on Zoom. It means keeping up with the things again that are free, breath work, meditation, journaling, drinking water, sleeping in, you name it. It's all of the free stuff that finally we're seeing actually supports our our health and our well-being. And so while we're social distancing, I truly believe that we're discovering that there are endless ways to stay healthy and there aren't any rules about this. And we get to find our own unique freedom to create our own unique rhythm while we're at home. And so again, there are so many activities that allow us to be active and work out our minds and our bodies. So stretching, gardening, cooking, reading, taking our dogs for a walk, we get to get creative with this. And we get to learn to embrace movement and activity in many different forms. And thanks to Zoom, we can now do a lot of these things with our friends. Okay. So the next big health awakening that is happening right now is that when we're spending so much time at home with our thoughts, we're discovering that the mind matters. And so for so long, we put the physical first, and now we're recognizing how important it is that we focus on the mind and more specifically, the mind-body connection. Because through the social distancing, we're reminded that we're not robots. We can't just plug ourselves in and follow a protocol and voila, we feel perfect. Our minds actually have an impact on our overall feelings and well-being. And so personal experience has shown me that peace of mind doesn't come from the physical. Our minds are more receptive to our thought process and not necessarily our circumstances in front of us. And so 
It's so easy to stay in the dysfunction. That's where we usually go, but it's the inner work that we must commit to in order to better ourselves, which is often the hard part. It's often the the thing that people want to do last, but I always recommend it comes first because then it actually shifts our relationship to the physical. And so by knowing that making that commitment to your mind-body connection, to doing the inner work, it's going to help you come out of this period even stronger than before. All because we're learning how to shift our mindsets and change our behaviors given that we have the space now to improve our mental and physical health. A lot of people are saying this is a challenging time for our mental and physical health, but I believe in the challenge, it is the time that we actually can cultivate change. So as we're forced to step back from the go, 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 the avoidant mindset that informs most of our daily routines, the connection between the mind and body has space to actually heal, to actually see what's showing up. It's a time to get reacquainted with the act of listening to ourselves and listening to our bodies. And most importantly, feeling our feelings, feeling our emotions and listening to our own intuition. And again, this is something that we're realizing and recognizing. And I think it's something that actually is benefiting us from a health perspective during this time. It is recognizing how important the mind component is to our well-being and how we all must take actionable steps to shift our mindset, our beliefs, our emotions, our stories, our projections, our illusions during this time. So additionally, another thing that we're seeing in relationship to our health is that we are being called to re-examine the American dream. We're being called to reassess our own priorities, to learn how to prioritize our health and our self-care as part of our business model. So <laughs> you might be wondering, well, we're not working right now. And I, and I hear you and I get that, but it is time for us to to rethink how we relate our health to our careers and the things that we desire. Because I would assume if you're here, you want financial freedom just as most people do, but most people don't prioritize their own health and well-being above their success and the things that they deem most important. And so we see this over and over where we say 30 more minutes of work, 30 minutes less of sleep, 30 more minutes till I listen to my hunger cues, 30 more minutes till I get up and get a glass of water. Um, We find ourselves doing this over and over again, and all of these small deprivations add up. And for anyone who has hit rock bottom, if you're listening, I'm sure you'll agree with this. Your ability to be successful in any of your pursuits stands at the top of the foundation of taking care of you. And this is something we're recognizing more and more specifically during this time. And so what I've learned from my own case of ambition burnout is being proactive when it comes to our health. Isn't just about taking our vitamins or eating spinach. It is so much more than that. And if our desire for the love, connection, play, movement, quality of food and sleep is taking a back seat to our work, we have to get honest and we have to recognize that We're not building a sustainable life that way, let alone a sustainable career. And we need to become aware of a culture that constantly sends subliminal messages about our health coming last 
when it actually needs to come first. And this again connects us to the beginning of this conversation where we started talking about why prevention matters. And this is so important because your ability to show up with presence and to make money, and here's the kicker, is to enjoy the money that you make with a positive attitude and to be grateful and to be full of energy is determined by how well you manage your health today. Just like I've said, preventative medicine is the best health insurance. And this pandemic is bringing this idea to light more and more than ever before. And now that we've quite literally been asked to pause everything, what does healing look like for us personally and professionally? Does it mean finding joy in the simple things again? Does it mean saying no to that extra hour of work? Does it mean spending more time with your family? Does it mean cultivating community and connection? Does it mean recognizing that your health is one of the most important aspects of your life? And so again, in this moment of pause, we are waking up to these subtle shifts and recognizing in the do more, be more, have more, we are neglecting the very thing that will keep us healthy during these times. All right. So the next point beyond health during this pandemic, we are waking up quickly to the realization that we can't do this all alone. We thrive and our health thrives in community with people helping other people. And now more than ever, we are seeing this. We are living in a world where we glorify, we absolutely glorify the word and the term self-made. And this is because our ego loves the idea that we climb to the tippy top of the ladder on our own. But again, unless we live in a bubble on Mars or we live in another world, (laughs) self-made is very much an illusion. And this pandemic is waking us up to how we must, must, must rely on one another for our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual well-being. So First off, let's go back to the beginning and remember that someone gave you birth, literally not self-made. And from your very first breath, multiple people have influenced your beliefs, your values, or your personality. Someone said something that has impacted you and changed the way that you saw the world. And someone has helped you take the next steps. Someone planted the seed that you could be more and have more and experience more on this planet. So we need one another, especially in times of challenge and chaos and pandemics. We need to wake up to the fact that this must be a rally call to remind us to accept help and to also ask for it. And I think it's really beautiful and incredibly inspiring that right now, again, underneath the chaos, we're opening up our minds so that it's not cool anymore to do it on our own. We see that now more and more we need people who who can be there for us and how we can be there for others in community during this time. And so it's really interesting because I have friends in Italy and the minute that they first understood of this virus um, and that it posed significant threat to the elderly and the sick, their family, their friends, their community committed to protecting the vulnerable. And they proved their respect to these elders and their community during this time. And I hope that this is something that we're going to see more over here. And so from what I have heard about the experience in Italy is that they really have proved their respect to their elders, to their community, 
And I hope that's something that we are waking up to and we're seeing more and more over here as well. And I think that this is truly a time of, and a pandemic of consideration, consideration for our parents that gave us the gift of life. And we're beginning to honor the people who came before us and our ancestors that came before us. And we're honoring our mentors and our coaches and the people around us that inspire us daily. And I think it's also waking us up to thank those who made it possible to live the life that we have by trailblazing the time before we we got to experience the freedoms that we have. And so now more than ever before, it's also about honoring those who are helping us. And, And we're seeing that, right? We're seeing that we're honoring and appreciating the people who deliver our food and get groceries for us and the people who are in the front lines, specifically at the hospitals, the people who are the essential employers who are still in the world making our daily lives easier and safer. And we're honoring drivers and firefighters and police officers and yeah, the people who really truly are They're supporting us during this really tragic times. And so every day for about the past year, I have lit a candle, sat in gratitude, offered a prayer, thanking all of the people who make my life possible. And I think that this is a really important thing to do specifically right now. So with the start of this pandemic, I've started to include all of those people who are helping us move through this challenging time. And I encourage you to take on this practice as I think that even as we're woken up to how communities are coming together, it is also presenting the truth that having community and having people support us and honoring those who came before us and those who are helping us also improves our own health mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so it's it's really important that we we wake up to this truth. And I believe that this time is doing that. All right. So another aspect of this pandemic, which is really shifting us is that through social distancing, it is giving us a lot more time to be with our thoughts. And that might be scary for a lot of people, but the beauty of that and what's coming out of that is that we're being called to forgive and to heal not only our relationships with other people, but ourselves. And so, so many of us have really felt skeptical about all the forgiveness talk that floats around the internet, all of the forgiveness letters and the prayers and the mantras. And through their resistance to it, I think right now people are waking up to the importance of it. And so whether you're feeling resistant or not, or whether you think you need forgiveness or not, deep down, we all want growth. And so often that's on the other side of forgiveness. So in all of my years of coaching, I have never met anyone who doesn't have some blind spot around an aspect of themselves or a partnership or a relationship that needs to be forgiven. And that's totally okay. We often avoid or hide or suppress the parts of ourselves that we think need to be forgiven or that need to be forgiven um, because we don't want to go back into the pain of it. And so... What I also have found is that this pandemic is giving us the time to heal our relationship with others and with ourselves because it's gently nudging us to forgiveness. 
Because in the state of unknowing of what is going to happen, that energy actually moves us to not leave things unreconciled. It moves us to a place of needing to confront the parts of ourselves that we have been avoidant to. And so each time that you offer and extend forgiveness, you retrain your mind for peace. And in this opportunity to heal relationships during this time, we are cultivating more of that. We are cultivating more love and positivity within the world. And I have heard the most beautiful stories of daughters and mothers, daughters and fathers, siblings coming together, partnerships coming back together and healing um, all aspects of healing that are taking place because of the willingness in the unknown of what is to happen for both sides of of a partnership to look at how to move through past experiences with a level of compassion and understanding and finally offering forgiveness to whatever showed up in the past. And so if this is true for you, I I just offer this as an opportunity to heal and whatever that looks like, whether that's with yourself or with someone that you love and care about, I think more and more we are recognizing that now is the time for that. And so again, just offering these different mindset shifts and these the ability to see that this time is really elevating the planet more so than what we potentially believe, which is the fear and the stress and the worry and the concern. Lastly, we are healing, deeply healing, and there's no better time than right now to heal. And we are noticing this, right? We're, we're seeing our triggers, our shadows, our challenges, our fears, our frustrations coming forward. And whenever those are presented, they offer an opportunity for clearing. So if you have healed a wound, right? If you've healed the part of yourself that needs to be healed, then you then you're not going to get re-triggered. And this is really important because we're noticing in ourselves the trigger, which means that we have healing to take place. And the best way I've learned to heal is really through learning to love myself. And I think that that's something else that's coming forward is how do we love ourselves in the face of challenge? And in this case, loving myself meant loving myself to enough to feel the trigger, loving myself enough to see the shadows that are showing up, loving myself enough to see the anger of what is coming forward during these times. Because we know, as I share so often, that what we resist persists. What we suppress will eventually show back up. And so this is the time to heal. And when I started facing my triggers head on, I offered myself almost an experiment to see how much emotional freedom I could experience on the other side of healing those triggers. And it became this beautiful opportunity when we went into this time to transform from being emotionally stuck to feeling liberated from my body, in my body, in my thoughts, in my experience on this planet. And I challenge you to take that on and to really offer yourself the same grace that in this time we can heal so that on the other side of this, we can be more empowered humans. Mm -hmm. And because I keep hearing over and over again that people are getting so triggered, 
here are a few things that I want to walk you through that you can do that don't require a lot of time to shift your mindset in the moment. And so again, this comes down to there's been all of these beautiful opportunities, right? To be able to move through this time with grace and ease, to see what's underneath all of this, to see what's beyond all of this, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, to see the light in the tunnel. And so as we heal ourselves and allow ourselves to be in the emotional experience that we are experiencing, the things that I've already presented to you will become clearer. They're going to be more there's going to be more clarity around these opportunities, around the things that we so deeply can cultivate during this time. So the first thing is feel the trigger and identify the emotion. Studies show that when you name the emotion, it literally starts to dissipate. And so this can actually be seen on a body scan. Not being gripped by the reins of emotions allow you to clearly see what's really going on under it and trust that it too shall pass. So the first thing, feel the trigger and identify the emotion. Actually allow yourself to feel the emotion that's being presented. So the next thing is to ask yourself, how can this be an opportunity for healing? And better yet, what wants to be healed in this moment? Could this be the day? that I put an end to the feeling, the frustration, the sadness, every time this certain conversation comes up, experience comes up. And how do I allow the opportunity of this time to bring forth a deeper level of healing within myself? And this requires giving yourself a level of permission, a a level of permission to allow yourself to feel what you are feeling, and then the opportunity to clear it. And this means that you don't give your power to circumstance. It means that you take your power back for yourself and for your healing. And so often people are scared to let go because if you let go of the thing that is holding you back, that means that you have to step into your space of empowerment. And so there's this dynamic happening right now where we know there are things we need to let go of, but that requires us to give ourselves permission to step into who we would become when we no longer allow that pain to be holding us back. The next thing is around triggers is if you have a person in your life who is triggering you, you get the opportunity in that moment to offer them compassion instead of judgment or frustration or pain or anger. And so when you lead with love and compassion and you see how this impacts and shifts the relationship dynamic, it will inspire you over and over again to continue to lead with love and compassion and actually heals both sides of the relationship. So recognizing this could be and could offer you the reflection that also something inside yourself needs healing. And when we seek to understand people first, it allows us to be equally committed to doing the inner work on ourselves. And so I know you know this. I know that this is a deep truth and understanding, but attacking another human because of our own wounding and trigger immediately builds layers and layers of bricks of separation between us, um, between you and them, which prevents positive change from taking place. So when you are triggered in a situation, chances are that you're feeling the experience differently than the person that is doing the trigger. And so I offer to take a deep breath, 
to seek to embody compassion first and to understand that we are all in different places right now in our level of awareness and consciousness and to continue to come back to using our partnerships right now as a mirror reflection of what needs to be healed within ourselves. Number four, leading with compassion during this time does not mean that we don't honor our truth. So when we're triggered, when we lead with compassion, that doesn't mean that there isn't truth underneath that. It actually just means that we no longer allow someone else's actions or words to disrupt our inner peace and our mindset. So if you come back again to the reflection model and looking at our own place of wounding and we lash out and we take a few steps back in our relationship with that person, again, it's it's setting the wall of the divide. So we can give them space to understand our feelings without attacking or judging them. And this will provide room for our relationships to level up. And it's going to provide room for us to become more present and the opportunity to really witness what is showing up for us. And so in this experience, another thing I highly recommend in our triggers is to become mindful of our choices when we get triggered. So even the choices that seem so minor. So when we're in the trigger, when we're in the emotion that doesn't feel great in our bodies, what are we doing to move through that experience? And so sticking with the day-to-day actions that align with our highest values gives us the momentum to make those big choices, the big decisions that match with our core beliefs and values down the road. And so when we continue to make choices that aren't serving us, it kind of takes us down this rabbit hole. And the goal is always to feel empowered. And to get to this place of empowerment, it's about making the little decisions that add up. It's about making the choices that build upon one another. It's about cultivating the feelings of self-love, confidence, and the momentum to create new habits and new routines down the road. And so so often we think about, okay, well, I just made this big decision and this big decision isn't serving me. But I encourage you to look at your day-to-day life and what are the little decisions over and over and over again that are adding up to how you're feeling every single day Um, and to bring yourself back to really recognizing that it's the little, little decisions that are adding up to the feelings that, that build upon one another and then cultivate new habits and new routines. So another thing that is really, really important that I recommend shifting and just looking at and paying attention to during this time is that during this time, this has got to be one of the most important times on the planet for all of us to up-level our self-love. And although it might feel challenging, I trust that you will absolutely look back on this time and be very proud of all of you've accomplished for yourself and your family and who you've become in this process. And most specifically, how you've cultivated a deeper level of self-love. So let's not only give ourselves permission to cultivate the self-love, but encouragement to show up for ourselves and practice the compassion and grace and forgiveness, specifically during this time for anything that comes up. Most specifically, the triggers, the stories, the thoughts, the feelings, or any actions taken or not taken. And so a simple moment of forgiveness can mitigate so many of the triggers throughout the day 
and can shift our entire day if we offer that grace and forgiveness to ourselves. Because again, so often we're trying to control the external so we can feel an internal resolution of whatever is coming up for us. So when we come back to the present moment and what we're experiencing internally and offering ourselves that compassion for it, for whatever feeling is showing up, then we can offer ourselves the ability to shift, which then shifts our behaviors and our habits. So the question then becomes so often is what is happening in our present moment experience? And again, so often I talk about this all the time. We're so focused on the future and the what could be, and we forget to connect to the now. So we might not be able to shift everything in this very moment, but we can definitely shift the internal dialogue that will help us see the light, see the light at the end of the tunnel, like I said before, and see the light in this specific moment that is showing up for us. Also, as we dive into the internal through regulating our nervous system, through practices like meditation and mindfulness and cultivating that deep level of health and well-being, we no longer need to control the external. We can trust that instead of suppressing or avoiding through certain experiences like using food, that we have nothing to fear because we know how to to address the internal feelings. We know how to address the lack of control and we can become empowered in the present moment. And I trust that you are capable of shifting how you relate and react to your present moment feelings. And you're going to discover your own inner compass during this time. And you're going to make changes accordingly from that level of confidence. So additionally, right now, we we're just in the season of lessons and I don't want to mitigate any of the challenges on the other side of this screen, on the other side of this this mic in which I speak. I hear so many of you and we are all going through different challenges and, and I know that suffering is real and is very true for so many, but I just want to offer that we are in this season of lessons. We are in the time of embracing unconditional love, compassion, patience, resilience, surrender, and what it truly means to be in alignment with our values. And I trust that through this time with our family and our kids, our animals, even if that means through connecting virtually, we are tapping tapping deeper levels of joy and happiness in our life. We are noticing how our relationships are shifting. We are noticing, as we talked about before, how we need to forgive and heal not only our relationship with others, but ourselves. And we are coming back to the things that bring us joy and happiness. We're coming back to what it means to play and and to experience life in simplicity. And we're seeing that we're moving much further away from the material things and back to what I'm seeing on social media so often is the the experience, the art and drawing and journaling and memories and and the play and, and coming back to the adventurous uh, experience within our home and and getting to cultivate these levels of of community, which we we haven't seen in a very material driven world. And so again, just another way to look at this time. And so as you continue down this path, I also trust that as you stay quiet long enough to hear the answers within you, 
then you are going to start to intuitively know what's best for your body, what's best for your needs, um, what's best for your family, what's best for your community, all the things in which might feel challenged at this time. And from my own personal experience, I know firsthand how difficult it is to develop this trust in ourselves. And that's why I've created this podcast. And and I want to be a voice that during these times, during these stressful global events, it allows us the opportunity to recognize the importance of cultivating the tools of resilience. And so I wouldn't have been capable of forgiving myself, of practicing gratitude, of honoring my ancestors, of being able to know what's best for my body had I not in the past struggled and built a resilience toolkit. And so during this time, I don't think that I would have been able to dance through the dust of this storm with as much compassion had I not struggled so much in the past. And so life has challenged me and I'm looking at this period of social isolation as this opportunity to, whether you've been through this before, whether you've been through challenges before, or this is your first time to reevaluate where we are and to continue to build the resilient toolkit to grow and move forward. And so in the future, we have built these internal muscles to to cultivate more self-esteem, self-confidence, self-compassion, self-love, self-awareness, the very things that are getting us through this time. And so for that, I am hopeful and I trust that you too are hopeful that there is blessing in this, even though it is it is so challenging for for so many. And in conclusion to this, I want to just offer you with some last thoughts. So if you are here on this podcast, searching for the answers, as so many are during this time, if you're searching for some higher truth, I have one radical mindset shift for you. So before embracing this mindset, I spent many years of my life going to shamans, going to psychics, going to various life coaches to gift me wisdom. I wanted them to predict my future. I wanted them to tell me what to do and what not to do. I wanted them to tell me the journey or the path to finding peace of mind and happiness and the journey to mitigating challenge and and to finding grace within the challenge. And I really longed for someone to predict the what, the where, the how to heal in times of challenge. And I was so often so disappointed because I never got the answers from them. And I never got the the steps <laughs> from anyone that I sought. And it, it left me disappointed. And I'm glad that I never got the steps. And here's why. So I learned the value of real mentorship and real friendship from my coach. And I recognized that he shared with me that time and time again, you are responsible for finding the answers within yourself. 
and you are responsible responsible for discovering the honest truth about what will cultivate the happiness and the joy and the connection and the peace that we are all seeking within you. And so my greatest teacher, Shandresh, would always tell me at the end of every session together, look down at your notes from our conversation. And he would smile and say, look at all you've gained from our session together. There are infinite possibilities from the wisdom on these pages. And there are millions of ways that you can run with this. This is your story and your decision, and you get to decide what you call in. And it's just always up to you. I will never take that away from you. So if you've been wondering what or who will be the one coach program piece of advice that finally gets you through this time, I leave you with the same thought. Because at your fingertips right now, you have access to millions of sources of knowledge and infinite ways that you can apply this information and the other resources that you're gaining to your life. But the magic ingredient is always you. You are the person who makes the choices, takes the action and creates your reality. And if you can buy into this idea, if you can believe this to be your truth, then you don't need anything more than you to start cultivating these levels of awareness and consciousness and peace and happiness and hope. And so I encourage you to meditate on this mindset shift today, that you have everything in you, that you already have everything that exists within you to start shifting and using this opportunity for your highest level of expansion. And I encourage you now to trust in this. And even as this is a temporary circumstance, you can find the joy and the happiness and and the trust and the hope in these moments. And I just am so thankful that you are here with me today, joining me. And I trust that you are going to seek your strength during this time. And you're going to turn the situation into a beautiful blessing, even in the struggle. And I'm here for you. Please connect with me. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please reach out and share with other people that can benefit Um, I encourage you to go listen to my other podcast with Leila Savalde as we talk about the importance of our hearts and why we are all being called forth to, to connect with our hearts more and more. As always, again, I'd love to connect with you. Each and every one of you mean the world to me that you are just here listening, caring about your health and your happiness. And I want to continue to support you during this time. You can find me on the gram at Sarah and Stewart. And until next episode, I'm sending you so much love and a big, big virtual hug through the mic into your side of the computer or wherever you're listening. And again, I'm so appreciative of you just being here and and so grateful that I get to spend this time with you. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you, but hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.